0: welcome to season two of the practicing presence podcast where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with god others and ourselves what's going on practitioners what's up So let's talk about discerning the divine through prayer, which we just had a very prayerful moment that we've actually talked about before on a prayer episode on this podcast. We were having some technical difficulties with our soundboard away, and uh, started praying and it worked. I don't know. It, you know, it just, It, it, it messed up for me twice in a row. Then I prayed and it worked. It worked. Um, can't you? Can't argue with that. No, you cannot. You, you cannot, cannot argue, argue with you, that. You
1: cannot argue with experience ever. Um, except so, if we accept that premise that you can't ever argue with experience, what I mean when I say that is I don't mean that you can't tell someone that their experience is wrong. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely do that. I can tell, I can look at a woman who was raped and I can tell her that her experience is wrong. And I can argue in court that the experience that happened to her was wrong. I can argue that an experience is wrong. But when I say that you can't argue with an experience what I mean is if you tell me that God came to you in a vision and told you that you were going to be the next Ronald McDonald, I can't argue with that. That's not, that's not an argument that I have the capacity to have because nobody can understand your divine relationship the way that you do. And who am I to say God didn't tell you that? I don't have a way to prove that. However, there are things that can happen in prayer that we have to have some way to discern if it's true. Mm-hmm. What's the if if you're praying and God tells you, Clayton, you're gonna be the next Ronald McDonald? Clayton, how are you discerning whether or not that's God speaking or that's just some random weird thought coming into your brain?
0: I'm taking my Bible and I'm going to McDonald's. <laughs> Is that for real? No. You gonna you
1: gonna eat your double cheeseburger off your Bible and hope that like hope that somehow you you're getting some truth?
0: Pour a little holy water in my Coke. <laughs> Golly. Uh, <laughs> Golly. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like in moments like that, where I feel like there has been some voice from the Lord, um, some sort of message that has been given or been tried to communicate, I do try to back it up in scripture. Like I try to go somewhere and see if I can read through and see if God stirs and is like, yeah, no, see, I told you. Um, even if that's literally just like some sort of adjacent story that the Lord is leading me to feel a certain type of way. Um, so that you is use scripture. That, that is one way that I do it, yes. Okay, what's another way you do it? I keep praying.
1: <laughs> okay
0: like okay just i felt keep like swimming. you yeah just keep swimming yeah i feel like you told me this tell me again okay um then also i might take it to my community yeah there you go wise counsel go and seek counsel from from other people and like i feel like the lord told me this yeah um Do you have thoughts? And then I will ask them to pray. Um, Correct. Okay. So
1: if you do those things, well, I guess maybe we should ask this premise. Is there a need to discern the voice of the divine?
0: Yes. Why? A need to discern the voice of the the divine? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't discern the voice of the divine, then you're not hearing from the divine.
1: Oh, no. What I mean is by discern the voice of the divine is if I'm praying and something comes to me and I believe in all of my spirit that God just told me that. Oh, yeah. Why do I need to fact check it?
0: I guess you don't. But, I mean, you are a human that errors. Um, and so I feel like it would be wise to take some time and just check yourself more than try to check God, right? Maybe maybe we don't need to talk about it as fact-checking God or what you think God told you, but you're checking yourself and your spirit and your motivation for maybe wanting to hear or see this thing
1: yeah so let me give you an example i know for a fact
0: that lots
1: of people thought that god told them to storm the capitol building on january sixth, twenty 2021 they were flying flags as they stormed that said jesus saves
0: Mm.
1: i guarantee you Because they've also said it in their trials that God told them to do that. Yep. Based on the ways in which you discern the voice of the divine, do you think they could have discerned the voice to confirm those
0: statements? Yes. Why? I bet you they opened their Bible and... They read the Canaanite Conquest narratives <laughs> for one thing um they might have gone to talk to their fundamentalist um their community yes, their extremely conservative oppressive community um that just confirmed their voice um yeah I yeah. That's probably why they feel justified in it.
1: And so what should that tell you about discerning the voice of the divine?
0: Very subjective.
1: Okay. That's a great truth. It is very subjective. Did the divine tell them that, Clayton?
0: My divine did not tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: so good. My divine (laughs) did not tell them that. Yeah, okay, so you would say that God ain't tell them that. I don't
0: think so, buddy. <laughs> okay,
1: I would say God ain't tell them that. No. It ain't my God. No. It might be some other God, but it ain't the Christian God. Um,
0: so. Rephrase that a little bit. No. Why would I rephrase that? Might be some other God. Yeah. Yeah. People have other gods.
1: Sure. Money's a god to people. Yeah, somebody can have so a fabrication it, of a god and they can even put some so Christian lore on it.
0: Yeah, so it's their inner voice talking to them. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Cool. Want to establish not polytheism that we're talking about here.
1: Oh, no, but I, I do believe that there are like spirits and like other things yes. that can talk to humans.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: And so, yeah, I think they could have heard a deity of some kind, a divine being. Yeah, sure. for
0: sure. Yes.
1: So, what that tells me in a conversation about discerning the voice of the divine is that we need a diversity of voices in our community. mm If Mm. our community continues to look exactly like us, then we're just in an echo chamber. That's right. We need a diversity of voices in our attempt to discern the divine. Because here's the deal. I guarantee you that I didn't understand how bad racism issues were until I started listening to my black friends and asking them to hear their stories of interactions with police officers. Stories where police officers escalated situations that they didn't need to because these people were black. No guns, no drugs, no histories. Straight A students, but cops escalated situations because they were black. Yeah. I didn't understand the need for feminism until I had a daughter. And I began looking at how women were treated in the world. The reason is because up until those moments, I just let a bunch of white dudes talk to me. I didn't have a diversity of voices. And so, trying to dif- discern the voice of the divine, I was discerning some kind of a divine voice at times. But it was limited by the little piece of worldview that I had. I think if we believe, which I do, that we are worshiping a God who ha- who, is multi-ethnic, who is multi ethnic, who is multi racial, who's multi gendered, who's multi socioeconomic, who fits in every category for every person. And that means I need to be willing to listen to the way in which God is speaking to that person. So, first and foremost, I have to have a diversity of voices in my community. Then, I have to go to the scriptures. Now, I do believe you have to go to the scriptures to try to discern this voice. I believe that the Bible is the record of the revelation. I believe it's an inspired book. I believe that God breathed into it and is therefore breathing out of it, but I also believe that it's written by humans mm-hmm. and I believe there's a lot of oppressive stuff that shows up in there yeah um, and I say this all the time. there are two the two best things I can tell you about the Bible is number one, it was written for you, not to you. It was written. A long time ago, the New Testament was written uh, uh, the New Testament was written 2,000 years ago, almost 2,000 years ago. And when it was written, it was written by people in a context to other people in that same context for that context. Yeah. The other thing that I can tell you about the Bible is if you want it to oppress people, it will. If you want it to liberate people, it will. How you do that depends on you. It depends on the way you read Jesus. Who is he liberating? I do that based on Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 is the first sermon that Jesus ever preaches. It enacts his, like it, Begins his ministry of sorts. He does it at his hometown synagogue. Um, And he reads from the scroll of Isaiah. The Lord has anointed me to bring the good news. To the captive. To liberate the oppressed. Good news to the poor. The needy. It's all a message of openness and open-handed and, and liberation for all. And so I choose to read the Bible to liberate. Yeah. But if you want to read it to oppress, you certainly can. Mm-hmm. The expression of the faith that you get when you choose to read it through oppression is January 6, 2021. Yep. Insurrection. It's Greg Locke shouting that you can't be
0: a Democrat and a
1: Christian. Christian.
0: Oh, and then calling them demons.
1: Yeah. It's the way you watch the church batter LGBTQ people. Hmm. If you want the book to oppress, it certainly will. But if you want it to liberate, it also certainly will. It just depends on how you read it. Yeah. Lastly,
0: wise counsel. Wise counsel. Wise, bolded, italicized, and underlined.
1: Wise counsel. Everyone who is spiritual and thinks they hear from the divine wants to talk about that with someone. Who you talk about that with, who you give ear to will dictate how you make up what's happening. Because you trust that person enough to tell them something very close to you, right? I pray a lot. I try to say I pray all day, every day. We all know that's not true. But I actually do try to pray all day, every day. This is one of the reasons that I... like walk around listening to music all day long because I use the songs to remind me of certain prayers I'm praying or things that I'm trying to work through and process. So I really do try to pray all day long. But it doesn't matter what I hear in prayer because most of the time what I hear in prayer is not vivid. It's not oh, do this step-by-step thing. What I hear in prayer are things that I have to discern. One word, like one sentence phrases and things. I have to discern what those mean. And so if I take them to counsel, wise counsel, that counsel is going to help me dictate how I make that up. If I... And here's, here's my example, and apologies that this is going to be a little bit vulgar, um, but it, it will make my point. If someone comes and says, God told me to go commit a mass shooting, okay.
0: We're having a different conversation.
1: We are, but... Is there a way that someone could proof text the Bible? Oh yeah. And the Bible convince them to do that. Oh yeah. Okay. Are there people in the world, wise counsel that would tell them the Bible's telling them to do that? Yeah, probably. Clayton, Uh, they're religious extremists all the time. Most of the time when a white dude attacks a gay bar, that's in the name of Jesus.
0: No, I hear you. I would argue that the word wise is very subjective.
1: I'm going there. Okay. I'm going there. So, I can also take that message and compare it to scripture. And so here's the deal. I can take that God told me to go do a mass shooting. I can look in scripture, and if I pick a category of other specifically from the book of Leviticus, I can make that book oppress somebody. I can make that book manipulate and into giving me the right to go shoot somebody. Oh, yeah. But I can also look at that book and go, no, Jesus tells me that he's the author of life and that we're fighting a battle of death. And so anything that Causes death can't be of God. That book will liberate or oppress. Mm -hmm. It's how you read it. There's also a wise counsel. That if I go to my therapist. Mm. And I tell my therapist. Hey I think God told me to go commit a mass shooting. Yep. I don't think my therapist is going to see that the same way.
0: So that's what I was trying to say earlier. I think you took it in a wrong way of like we're having a different conversation. Now we're having a conversation of mental health.
1: God, well, no, I, well, I'm not sure. I do think that you could be having a conversation of mental health. I actually think that there are also people that just approach this in a very intellectual way. It's just like, Hey, the Bible tells me that, you know, this is an abomination. People that sleep with their family, incest, abomination, Go shoot up an incest ring or something. I don't, I don't know how this stuff works today. I'm sure that exists. Based on the kinky crap that people get arrested for related to sex and tr- human trafficking, I'm sure any kind of like kink that you could ever imagine still exists in some kind of exploitative way these days. Sure. So you could find it, I'm sure. But wise counsel is so important because... Just necessarily because you think somebody's wise doesn't mean that they're going to give you the best counsel. This even shows up in the Bible. This is the story of the book of Ruth. Ruth attaches herself to Naomi. Naomi gives her terrible advice Mm -hmm. throughout the book. Wise counsel is not necessarily just the easiest to come by. I would much prefer... People use wise counsel sparingly. Lots of these things, depending on the voices you have, are going to shape what God is trying to do in you. And the beauty of God trying to shape their activity in you is that God is trying to raise up something new something some new contribution to the kingdom in you we don't need a reproduction of somebody else we need what god is trying to do and instill and call you to do
0: Mm. thanks for listening to the practicing presence podcast hosted by wellhouse church be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode it's free and it helps us immensely also feel free to check out our other podcasts